Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. I sent you today it was all dream songs yes isn't that great yes that's fucking fantastic um are we recording yeah okay saw some really good movies this week sweet uh, you saw one that we that i saw i i loved that movie like b-list celebrities love cocaine talk to me talk to me those I loved Aussies, it like R. Kelly loves vinyl sheets. Dude, those Aussies go hard yeah. on the horror. Uh, everybody I've talked to who's seen it says it's the best horror movie of the year. Yep. Uh, and I think I would have to agree. I, I was going back and looking, and I can't I can't think of one that was better. It's top-notch. Yeah, very good. Talk to me. Oh, people are here. Hi, welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. It's- Living the dream with triple beams in my pockets bulging. It's just uh, Travis and me today. That's right. And uh, we've been dreaming of this episode for a while. Sweet dreams. I uh, hope it's not a nightmare. Um, oh, I have a dream. Wait, no. Never no. <laughs> um, so the, the premise yes. behind this episode is that you and I are both very active and vivid dreamers. Correct. Uh, which is not the case with that with everybody, which kind of surprises me. It's kind of like when you um, figure out that there's some people who are colorblind or whatever. Uh, but we decided that we should start doing a correspondence, right? Yeah. Hashtag DJ or Dream <laughs> Journal. Yeah. And when we have a, a super fucked up dream that needs to be recorded, we report back to each other yes and so periodically throughout the episode we'll read each other the other person's dream right. and get the hot take on what was going on there and i've uh i haven't really looked back at the ones i've sent you but i did look at a few of the ones you sent me and there there is some some hot takes <laughs> <laughs> now do you come from a family of vivid dreamers my mom is okay yes. so is mine and my sister is as so well. I wonder if it's something hereditary. I don't know, but uh, for the longest time, going back to my childhood, uh, we would share our dreams with one uh-huh. another, and they were pretty outlandish. Yeah. And there are some that I remember that I won't repeat here right. on the podcast. Oh, there's definitely some that I can't talk about. Yeah, exactly. So. Those are the ones that you don't <laughs> hashtag DJ. <laughs> so anyway, we're talking about dream movies, uh-huh. and there have been a ton of great dream movies really throughout has. film history. Um, I think probably one of the most iconic, and I'm sorry, I'm going to rain on your parade because uh-huh. you have your list of uh, right, right, some right. movies, but uh, most iconic being uh, Wizard of Oz. And you were there. Yeah, and, and you, you were, were there. there. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, SNL sketch with the uh, little people where yes. it says, and, and were we there too, Dorothy? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And uh, surprisingly, that movie is not on this list. Yeah. So. Tons and tons of great uh, dream movies. Dreams are a, a fun um, plot device. You can center an entire film around dreams and living in the dream world and doing things in the dream world or simply dreams affecting decision making or perceptions and things like that. Dreams 
where do they come from? What yeah. are they? Are they are they our subconscious way of processing the day's events? I think that's one of the most accepted. You know, going theories. back to the ancient Israelites, I mean, visions from the Lord. Right. You know, that's where you know, a lot of prophecy things come from. Are things happening in the dreaming? So there's a huge bandwidth in terms of what yeah. can be done with dreams and films. And we're going to touch on a few of those today. Uh, we do have one, uh, one in particular feature presentation yes. that we're going to talk about that. I, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. It, I, I loved it. Like R Kelly loves vinyl sheets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep hitting that one, huh? Uh, so, so anyway. we have to assume though, that as long as people have been people that people have had dreams, right? Yeah. And can you imagine like, human beings before the discovery of fire, how mystified they must have been about this seeming like vision. Yeah. Uh, It's movies before movies. Right, exactly. And I kind of would like to talk to somebody who, like an anthropologist, about what did dreams, what role did they play in, like, early man right that couldn't distinguish between reality and fantasy mm-hmm. or conscious and subconscious would they wake up from a dream and realize that kaga had slept with his woman right and kill him but it was only a dream but he doesn't know that you know, so there's a lot of uh, and of course there's there is the trope about uh spouses dreaming about infidelity and then being mad when they wake up as though their spouse actually did something and of course, there's the old trope as well. If you die in a dream, uh-huh. you die in real life. Right. Not true. Because I'm still here. All right. So uh, that being said, should we look at this list? Yeah. Go ahead. Hit, hit me with yours. I've got a few as well. I want to see if there's how much overlap we've got. All right. So this is from an article by Hannah Saab and Kendra DeMeo. From Collider.com, and it's entitled, The Ten Best Movies About Dreams and Nightmares, According to Reddit. Uh, And it was updated March 24th, 2023. And I don't think these are in any particular order. I don't think it's a ranked list. I think it's just ten of the best. Okay, okay. The first one is Source Code. Yeah. Source Code. I had forgotten about Source Code until I reread the synopsis. And it's... Uh, it's interesting because it uses more of a, quote, simulation than a dream as the cornerstone of the plot, but it's there's a lot of parallels. Yep. I really liked that movie. In fact, I need to go back and watch it's it. Gyllenhaal, right? Yeah, Jake okay. Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Next, we've got 1951's Alice in Wonderland. Alice in Wonderland, uh, very similar uh, vibe to the Wizard of Oz thing you yeah, were talking about. I've actually got them side by side yep. on my list. Uh, it's a quintessential movie in the age-old trope of waking up where the story has been all just a dream. It was all a dream. So yeah, Wonderland dreams can be a Wonderland. I think there's stories about Lewis Carroll being an opium user uh, and that influencing his his take on this, but uh, just the idea of being in a dream and uh, anything is possible. Yep. Uh, so far, we got any we got any crossovers? Besides? Oh, plenty. Yeah, I've got all three of those. So. Okay. 
Next, we've got A Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course. 1984. Now, this is not the Dream Warriors <laughs> installment of Nightmare on Elm Street. That was one, right? Yes. I'm not, I didn't dream that. No, that's the third one, I think. Okay, so this is 1984, the original. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. And this is uh, Inception before Inception. Freddy can only kill you in your dreams. And Home Alone before Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Next, this one was kind of surprising to me. The Babadook. Yep, got it on my list too. The Babadook, 2014. It follows a newly widowed mother, Essie, and her son. Um, it's one of the few horror movies that nobody actually gets killed. Yep. Everybody's just kind of haunted. Uh, and then you've got the Insidious series. Um, and that's, is Insidious part of a bigger universe? Yeah. Like the, um, like James Wan and all of those. Yeah. Like, so there's that one. I, I've never actually seen Insidious. I saw this one and it was kind of forgettable for me uh-huh. but uh i do remember the the dream aspect of it so patrick wilson and rose Byrne. maybe that's what i'm thinking of because patrick wilson is in all of those movies where oh the conjuring the paranormal investigators yeah, okay so they're not related insidious and the conjuring as, as far as i know next one this is this is a movie that i loved when it came out it's called the cell i know right i think i think you and i have the same list okay uh, the year 2000, The Cell. It's J-Lo, right? J-Lo, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Vince Vaughn. And <clears throat> she is a... Uh, she's trying to take a twisted trip into a serial killer's psyche by entering his dream. The whole movie plays out like a really lame Evanescence video. So it is a very visually stimulating movie. Yeah, it's I very, think that was one of the things that I liked about it. Yeah, it's like a music video. A lot of uh, over-the-top visuals, mm-hmm. a lot of grand-scale yes. kind of sets. Maybe I, like a almost like a modern Jodorowsky Yeah, exactly. Situation. Yeah, good call on that. Yep. Uh, next, we've got 2021's Last Night in Soho. God, I like Edgar that movie. Wright. I like that movie. Yeah, it was good. It didn't get as much traction as some of his other films. And it's probably just because Simon Pegg wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can watch that on HBO Max, though. Oh, apparently there's a, there's a tag where you can watch all these things. You can watch <clears throat> The Cell on Hoopla. Hoopla? Uh, next, we've got a uh, anime called Paprika. Yeah, Paprika's cool. Paprika. Now, is this... Okay, it is Studio Ghibli. Oh, no, it's an anime film outside Studio Ghibli. And it says it has influenced other popular films like Christopher Nolan's Inception, uh, which I think we're going to mention here in a minute. And I haven't seen Paprika. I have, and it's... Now, I say that, but I'll go look, and I watched it three years ago. <laughs> it really pushes the investigation side of things that mm-hmm. Inception also is a bit of like investigating through dreams. This one has more of like a procedural investigator type storyline like you'd expect on like a uh, like a law and order kind of thing. Okay, a, procedural. Yeah, that's the way I looked at it. That's cool. Uh, then next, we've got the aforementioned Inception, which I think was pretty groundbreaking both in terms of concept and special effects that movie is crazy yep um and give it to christopher nolan for pushing the boundary of 
yet another genre. Like right now, even talking about it, I can hear those like bass horns. Mm-hmm. And then like things things folding, folding in on over, themselves yeah. and the the totems. Just a really good movie. Some cool stuff in there. Um, any others on the list? We've got one more, and it's the one that we're going to talk about. Okay, we'll we'll show off that okay. one. Uh, in the Inception Paprika uh, lineup, I okay. also have a third movie. It's uh, Link Letters: Waking Life. Waking Life is good, and now that was like rotoscope or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was so the... it's actual actors, but then animation is overlaid on top of them. Yeah, it's like the uh, a scanner darkly. I yes, think it's very much like that. Um, some other that deserve to be mentioned but aren't on the list because I think obviously I had the same list you did. Uh, Vanilla Sky. Oh wow, is one yeah. that could be mentioned. And then uh, there's a classic one, uh, Eight and a Half. Eight and a Half. This is the Fellini movie. Yes, I'm not 100 percent sure I've seen this. Oh god, it's a great one. Uh, he is a. It's a movie about a director making a film. Okay, and it's this grand scale uh, type film. Uh, this giant scaffoldy set out in the middle of nowhere and dreams play a huge part in the narrative so it's almost like the actual filmmakers dream or fantasy of what filmmaking is yep totally so that's that's just a sampling i mean we could go on and on digging up other movies that involve dreams and And if you really think about it the cinema wouldn't exist if people didn't dream because it's a way of immersing yourself in a story that's beyond your control, which is the same thing that happens when I dream. Uh, now we don't, we don't really want to go down the rabbit hole of, uh, what's the term for it where you can realize you're dreaming while you're dreaming. Oh, lucid dreaming, lucid dreaming. Uh, I envy people who can do that. Yeah, I would much rather be immersed. Yeah, quite frankly, I've had the lucid dreams, and they can be a letdown when you're kind of gaming the system. Gotcha. I think it affects your sleep too. All right, then the the uh, last one on this list is the one that we're going to talk about today, called Dreamscape from 1984. 1984. Uh, Before we get into it, do you want to read me an? I entry? know. I want. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to do a, a dream journal entry. Yes. Uh, all right. So this is going to be your first dream journal uh, that you uh-huh. sent to me from August 9th. Yes. Had a dream that I made out with Martin Fulmer's. That's Todd's brother. Yes. Girlfriend. Friend of the show and sometimes guest Todd. His brother Martin. He found out. And tackled me and forced a mealworm up my nose. That is correct. <laughs> Any commentary on that? Um, well, I mean, it's not that uncommon for me to have dreams where I'm like making out or hooking up with somebody who I shouldn't be. Uh, I think that's a fairly normal thing for men to do. But uh, the fact that it was somebody who adjacent to somebody that I know. And then the mealworm really threw me for a loop. (laughs) It was like, Oh, you're gonna fuck my girl. Fuck your nose. (laughs) Uh, so what do I have for you? I need to go back a little ways. I I think that I don't know how to search the Uh, hashtag. I clicked the little three buttons in the top right corner and Uh I came up with a little search. 
Aha. Uh-huh. Hashtag DJ. And it yes. only. And you can, I think, by default, mine called up just yours. All right. So I've got. This is from Sean on August 10th, the next day. I dreamt I received a phone call from a florist about a visitation time at a funeral home, but they wouldn't tell me who died. No, that's you. Turns out it was my maternal grandfather who died when I was in high school. Oh, shit. That is me. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot I even had that dream. Wow. This is fun. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. It's exactly like I described it. It was weird. They wouldn't tell me who died. Maybe they thought you wouldn't go. I don't know. Uh, You want to do another one? Uh, yeah, let's do another one. All right, okay. this one's this one's from you. Uh, I was an active participant in a large scale civilian gunfight. Mm-hmm. I managed to make it out alive on a sailboat. Yeah, nice. That's some James Bond shit. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. My <laughs> sailboats have have uh, come up at work recently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit me with one. All right. I was issued an early gen iPhone as my next phone, clunky and small. Yeah, it was uh, it, my my office pays for my phone, and okay. And so back in the day, you know, you would just get whatever you get before there was a lot of choices. But uh, in this particular dream, I was given this chunky. When I say chunky, I mean yeah. it was like a it was like the, like a the, brick. It was like the small iPods, and it was fat. Okay. And uh, I was really disappointed as to why I got it. Um, all right, so let's uh, we'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to it whenever we need a break from the masterpiece that is Dreamscape. Dreamscape from 1984. I watched it for the first time for the second time yesterday, <laughs> and I was kind of impressed. Uh, it is maybe I don't want to say underrated, but under appreciated i think underappreciated is a good a good term for it um i saw it as a child okay um i watched it at the um columbus mississippi air force base rec center wow uh my grandparents used to do square dancing hell yeah and sometimes Spin your partner around and yeah round. yeah very much and sometimes my parents would would like say here keep the boy and uh-huh. I would go to these square dance things in the most remote, weird, fucked up places. But the ones I always got excited about were the ones they were doing at the Air Force Base uh-huh. because the rec center had an arcade. Cool. And my grandfather would let me raid his uh, chest. He had like a little chest that had, he would just toss his change in. Yes. And so I would just scoop Get up quarters. all the quarters. Yes. And um, as I was playing these video games, Dreamscape was playing and on the screen overhead. That's super cool. Now, Dreamscape, of course, is one of the early PG-13 movies. And they get away with two or three fuck bombs. Yeah, they do. Uh, and this was in 84, the same uh-huh. year that uh, Indiana Jones and, and the, the Temple, Temple of Doom, Doom came out. And the out. cover art is kind of Indiana Jones I was Jones-esque. going to point that out. Yes. And it has uh, Kate Capshaw, Kate Capshaw in inventor it. of the Capshaw, right. Are You a Human? So let's talk about that cast for a second. We've got Dennis Quaid uh-huh. in the lead role. Kate Capshaw is the romantic interest, which I'm going to talk about that in uh-huh. a second. And then somehow they got both Max von Sydow and Christopher Plummer in the crazy, same movie. Crazy. It, they was hammer on strike. Right. <laughs> and then you have uh, George Went 
in the film. Uh, Norm! He's an author slash conspiracy theorist. Yes. And then the president is played by Eddie Albert, who you would know from Green Acres. Okay, I wouldn't know him from Green Acres. <laughs> I've never seen Green Acres, but he did look familiar. Yeah, the whole time he I was like, kind who of is look that guy? presidential, too. Yeah, he did a good job. Yeah. So, the premise. So, let's, let's break it down. Uh, we start out in a nightmare. It's a nuclear holocaust nightmare that the president is having. And this is the crux of the whole situation, is that the president is having these debilitating nightmares, and the powers that be are afraid that he's going to make a deal with the Russians to avert a nuclear war. The biggest stretch in this movie is that the president has a conscience. Right. (laughs) And uh, then we go to Dennis Quaid, who is a psychic... Uh, he's an out-of-work psychic. He's a psychic grifter. Yeah, he's he's at the tracks. He's gambling. He's he's at the casino. He's gambling. He's always always hitting it on the money, which of course runs him afoul with the wrong type of people. The people who want a piece. They want to get their beak wet. Yeah, the leg breakers are after him. Uh huh. And then he's approached by these two men who claim to be from a university, Thornhill College. Yes. And at first he's very skeptical and is blowing them off. But then he sees the muscle headed his way and he decides to go ahead and jump in the car, thinking that he's just getting away from them at the moment, but uh, can walk away from all of this at any time. So he gets to the uh, university. He sees his friend uh, played by Max von Sydow, their old associates. I didn't know you were in this gig. Cool. Mm -hmm. And the program that this university is supposedly funding is uh, utilizing psychics to enter the dreams and Mm -hmm. nightmares of their subjects and try to interface with them Mm -hmm. and ultimately help them out. Once again, inception before inception. Correct. Now, I must say that the the contraption that they sit in... ridiculous. It looked like two dental chairs seated side by side and... uh, with some little wires going uh-huh. up into like some a Ethernet cables, Ethernet cables, <laughs> and then a lot of electrodes uh, with stuck on with Scotch tape, uh-huh. which and, I thought was a, a poor choice. And I I get that they need to monitor the vitals and everything, but the movie kind of made it seem like those electrodes were integral to the scientific experimental process. And so there's another psychic on the uh, on the program. His name is Tommy Lee, Tommy Ray. He's got a serial killer name, Tommy Ray something. Yeah. From the word go, you know this is the villain. He's a bad guy. He just looks like an Eddie Haskell, mm-hmm. just a, a, a bad egg. Yeah. And uh, he is cocky. He's arrogant. He's clearly a psychopath. And do we do we reveal his actual motives? Um, well, maybe a little bit. Okay. Uh, now there were some cool things in here in some of these dream sequences. We're talking practical effects yes. here. Uh, the dream with, uh, I guess it was Buddy's dream. Uh, the, the little boy with the snake man, with snake man who looked like a He-Man action figure. Uh-huh. And, but well, there's I, different, there's different shots of the snake man. There's right. one where it's clearly a person in a costume, but then there's others that look like uh, Ray Harryhausen yeah. stop motion. Yeah. It looks like a sculpt, but uh, there are some cool shots with uh, the doors slightly 
at like these weird angles, like the door frames yes. are slightly askew, almost like a Tim Burton-esque You know what it reminded thing. me of is that vignette in the Twilight Zone movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, the, the one where the, the little boy... The crazy can, house, yes. yeah, the cartoon house. Uh, the zigzag stairs going yes. off into infinity. There's some really neat stuff going on there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I took notes as I was watching. Yeah. So we're kind of jumping around. Uh, I'll come back to some of these other details. But uh, ultimately... You've got a, a, a good scientist uh-huh. in Max von Sydow. He's yes. trying to do the good work. And then you have Christopher Plummer, who ultimately has an agenda. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, um, he's one of those men in power who has ulterior intentions. And as it turns out, Tommy, is, Tommy the psycho is kind uh-huh. of his operative. Right. He's been embedded in the program. And they we, we we haven't mentioned Kate Capshaw though. Well, yeah, that's... she's like the the assistant to yeah. Max von Sydow, the lab assistant. And Dennis Quaid, being Dennis Quaid, immediately starts trying to put the moves on her, which she resists at first. She resists, and um, <clears throat> and I think it's clear that, uh, that that there is some attraction between uh, them. But she says, you know, no. It's a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of interest. We've got to keep it professional. And uh, he's a psychic, so he can pick up on her thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an unfair advantage. And he also enters her dream at I was point. going to get to yeah. that. This is where Dennis Quaid becomes a sex predator. Yeah, it, a dream sex predator. So I guess the question is, if you can enter somebody's dream and manipulate their dreams... And you are a sex predator in their dream. Does that make you a sex predator? That's really like uh, walking a fine line. Well, that's kind of but how it was the... 1984, and attitudes were very different about consent at the time. Well, it's kind of how the the movie ends as well, in that Christopher Plummer, everyone knows what he was doing, but it all happened in dreams, so you can't do anything to Christopher right. Plummer because it didn't really happen. Right. So. Uh, do you know how crazy that sounds? <laughs> so you wonder, is is Dennis Quaid a, a sex predator? Uh, I think his intent was there. She um, she says, what you did was wrong, but we have to admit, we both kind of wanted it a little bit. Yeah, see, she really muddied the waters uh-huh. there, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, well. I wanted to talk about... Uh, a about a few things. Uh-huh. Uh, have we covered the plot? We, I think so. I don't uh, want to give away the ending, but well, it involves the president. The president is having nightmares and he eventually enters this program. Right. Under the cover of night and, uh, and at the behest of Christopher Plummer's character. Sure. And so he, he's in the cl- he's in the crosshairs. Christopher Plummer wants him gone, I guess. Or, yeah. For whatever reason, and he's already got a man inside, and so we have uh, the the conflict of uh, Dennis Quaid versus Tommy. Is it Tommy? It's Tommy. Okay. Tommy Ray. Tommy Lee. Look it up. I, it's something stupid. So that's that's the basic premise. But there are some cool details in this movie that I thought were hilarious, and some were actually pretty good. Did you notice the the village pub? The, there's like a bar scene. Yeah. And everybody's wearing like red t-shirts with white letters. It says village pub and it's in, yeah. it's in the font Cooper black. Yeah. I like Cooper. And it's, it's the most bland basic shirts 
and they're all wearing it's them. It's like a, a beer can that says beer on it. If you notice at the bar, there's a shadow box framed up against the wall where the uh, shirts are for sale. Okay. That was their merch, man. That they wanted people to buy those shitty shirts. And everybody was, apparently. I thought that was one of the Would you wear things. a shirt that had Village, Village Pub, Pub. In, in Cooper Black font? I mean, I would wear it today, ironically. Yes. But back then, they thought I mean, they do were Do you wear t-shirts shit. unironically? I mean, sometimes. There are some costumes. The costume that, uh, that Dennis Quaid was wearing in the dream where he was the sex predator, it was a fucking white shirt. Yeah, it was unbuttoned. very... Unbuttoned to his belly with white pants. It was very Don Johnson. It was very, very skeezy. I didn't like that at all. Um, but that was that was him in her dream. So is that what she perceived as like sexy attire, or was that what he perceived right. as that? Oh yeah, totally. Um, the big logistics question, you know, the fact that a university is funding this. Right. Not only are they funding the program, but apparently they're putting the psychics up in their own, like, dorm. But at one point, Christopher Plummer says, and you got everything you wanted. Yes. Uh, meaning that he's providing funding. But there were two deaths in the study, not unrelated to the president. Somebody died before Dennis Quaid even got there. Mm-hmm. And then there was a woman who was uh-huh. killed. And that was practice. Practice run. Yeah. Yet this still received funding. Like the university didn't raise an eyebrow. I guess yeah. that uh, money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, the psycho, was really big into ninjas. He loved Bruce Lee movies. He had posters on his wall of not only just Bruce Lee, but ninjas. And there was like a catalog from like a ninja magazine with various throwing stars. Yeah. And uh, he is a lucid dreamer. Yeah. Because he realizes that it's a dream. You can do anything you want. And in the first, like, conflict between Dennis Quaid and him in the dreamscape, he's got these, like, laser nunchucks. Yep. Right? They look yep. like they look like two lightsabers connected as nunchucks. That's so funny. Uh, there was the, my favorite line in the movie, and this is, I forgot who said it, but the president was there, and they were like, President of the United States? <laughs> no, the president <laughs> of the Homeowners Association. <laughs> Um, oh, one one thing I did want to point out, and this is funny because it came out in 84, as did Nightmare on Elm Street. As did Temple of Doom. There was a scene where Tommy holds up his hand and snicks out his fingernails. Yes. And they turn into finger blades yes. like Freddy. Like Freddy. And he even says, uh, he even like follows it up with like a pun. Like, uh, oh God, I've lost the pun. Well, but... he... he takes the heart out of somebody he he rips their heart out and he says uh i guess he didn't have the heart or something like that yep 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 so i thought that was interesting same year they couldn't have known what each other was doing because of the production schedules um yeah clearly both of these movies took a little while to make because there was a lot of special effects involved and it's kind of interesting that they both kind of uh, took shape in separate, isolated environments at the same time. Yeah. It's like two people who have the same dream on the same night. Hey! Hey! Well, speaking of dreams, you want to read some dream journals? Yeah, man. You give me one, and then I'll follow up with one from you. All right. Let's see. The last one I read was that one. Okay. Um, oh, God. This is, a, um, this is a good one. All right. So this is August 15th. Um, I was visiting a high school friend 
in the Asheville area and we got separated. I got in what I thought was an Uber and the driver tried to molest me. Yeah. I had to jump out of the car before he did worse. <laughs> worse than what? Worse than trying. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. This is why I didn't want your uh, psychologist friend to chime in on these. <laughs> like, let me just go on record and say that I was never molested. But that doesn't mean I haven't had dreams where I was. <laughs> um, my next one from you is, this is August 12th. I was in this movie, Gritty Scummy Underworld. I was king, and my underlings were knocking off rivals for me. We would meet in nasty men's rooms for updates. <laughs> there was always a homeless guy sleeping on the floor and a malnourished bear walking around. I had a katana. <laughs> the entire time they were killing my rivals, I knew one of them would eventually come after me. <laughs> that pretty much sums it up, man. Uh, and it's kind of funny. The visuals in that dream very much mimic the visuals Dreamscape. from Dreamscape. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. Here's one from you. Um, I was in college and I was putting in work trying to date this chick. Things ended when she told me, I never said I loved you. I just love the way you are. The fuck? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like one of the worst things that somebody can say to you is that they don't love you. Not <laughs> that they don't say they do love you, but that they actively don't love you. Wow. All right. Hit me with another one. Um, a friend from grad school was running for president. Of the United States. Grade school. I did not go to grad school. Oh, grade school. Sorry. But he had no social media accounts, so I had to set them all up for him. I felt rather put upon, even though I wanted him to succeed. <laughs> Obviously a work-related yeah. dream, because this guy was so unprepared, and I was like, oh, fine, I'll do your damn social media for you. Should we uh, do a beer check-in? Yeah, a beer check-in sounds great. We've got one called Giggle Juice. Giggle Juice from Unknown Brewing, and it's got a laughing Buddha okay. on the cover art. And when I bought it, the guy who was standing next to the cashier looked at him and said, I didn't know they put you on the can. Oh. And I was like, whoa. He took it pretty well, though. So we're going to crack that open. Pouring. So Unknown is in uh, Charlotte, and I did not know they were still in business. These guys had a choice location uh, just near the football stadium okay and Panther. Uh, yeah and then the uh the space itself is pretty nice they have uh, arcade games like classic arcade games which is kind of a, a cool thing to have i think i don't think i've been there it's been ages since i've been it's been no go the carbonation is exactly as i remember it okay it's aggressive yeah aggressive carbonation it says hazy, but it looks pretty cloudy to me. <clears throat> um, there's some really aggressive flavors in this. Once you get past the carbonation, mm-hmm. um, yeah, not the, not a favorite. Kind of some grassy. The the grassiness of the hops is not in line with the style that they're shooting for. Uh, uh, you obviously you want a more of a fruitier mellow hop. Yeah. These are more like your old pine resin kind of hops yeah. from the, back in the day. 
and for that would be fine for a West Coast IPA, but mm-hmm. not for a New England. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, not, not it's my... it's the it's the it's the uh, carbonation that's really a, it's in the way of anything that you want to taste in the beer. That's unfortunate. They can't all be winners. No, they but can't. I'm not giggling either. No, I'm not either. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so yeah, we liked, uh, we liked dreamscape. Dreamscape was good. Yeah. Uh, I think that the rotten tomatoes on it's pretty high. Yeah. That's why I said not necessarily underrated, but underappreciated or maybe Mm -hmm. even underseen. I think it's like a 65 maybe on rotten tomatoes. I think it could be a little bit higher. Yeah. I think they could go up to like 70. Um, but as we've said, rotten tomatoes is not the beat all end all of, yeah, film assessment. I, I I do like the uh, um, the practical effects. One thing I would like to see improved upon if this movie were to be magically remade, the keyboard soundtrack was atrocious. Oh, there was also during the lovemaking scene, there was organ music playing. <laughs> Michelle pointed it out. My lovely wife, Michelle. She was like, so. <laughs> Organ music, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the music is all dee 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 yep. dee 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 like high end, uh, just up on the well. They were trying right to the impress upon the viewer that they were at the height of technology. Technology, yes, yes exactly. I always like coming back to it. I, I had not seen this movie in quite some time. I hadn't so. seen it in five years. <laughs> so, so the cast was a surprise to me. I'd forgotten that some of the uh, people that were in it were in it. Oh. One thing, one thing that they missed an opportunity to to, to expand upon Max von Sydow's character was okay. to have a dream sequence for him. Yeah, that would have been good because he he just gets tossed out a window, or the thugs end up killing him. Yeah, they don't actually show his death; they show his body in the so trunk. So it's a shame that they did not have Tommy attack him in his sleep. Mm-hmm. You could have you had a golden opportunity for a seventh seal. Yeah callback yes you could have had max von Sydow sitting at a chessboard, and some robed figure comes along to play him and it's tommy and he kills him that's wild that would have made the movie for me i would have jumped out of my seat going that look at it look at it so uh always, i'd say it's a recommend it's definitely a recommend it's always good to see if you uh, haven't seen it or forgot that you watched it as part of a 2021 or 2019 <laughs> 2018 i watched it in 2018 movie marathon and i have to give credit to my wife she she was like well the reason you don't remember it is because you watched over 300 movies that year yeah and that's what happens it it uh, it is easy to lose track we got some time left. Okay. Um, we got more dream journal entries. We can do some dream journals. We could also talk about some of the fun movies that we've seen lately. Let's do a few more dream journal entries and then we'll do movie check-ins. Do it. All Is it your right. turn to read to me? Um, all right. Yes. Uh, I was back in college as my present self. I was in the dorm showing the freshmen the ropes of how to be resourceful with limited space and funds. It was early in the semester, and there was an orientation mixer at Seminar's new location on campus. When I arrived, it was too small for such an event, and FMU faculty had grabbed all the seats. (laughs) So typical. (laughs) (coughs) Which is actually what I replied to you. You did, yes. Uh, I don't have any other comment about it other than... You know what I'm saying, though? Like, in in dorms... uh, egg crate construction and you know yep. trying to make the most out of the space that you've been given 
but the it's uh, the original tiny home. But it is, yeah. But the mixer that was the thing where I was like, it's off campus. It's just like adjacent to campus, and uh, I'm like, oh, this is a pretty nice space. It's a little small though, and there are no seats for the students. Look at those faculty members. They're all just mm-hmm. lounging over there in the corner, kind of kicking thing. back. Yeah, exactly. Living the dream. Yeah. And why would they want to do a mixer with the students anyway? Oh, should that be the name of the episode? Living the dream. Living the dream. I was thinking Dream Warriors or uh, Wet Dreams May Come. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. For you, um, this is a short one. I was a park ranger giving tours of this place, which was right up the road from us in New Mexico. Now, it's a real place. It's the um, Bandera Volcano and Ice Caves. It's right along the Continental Divide in Cibola County, New Mexico. And I've been there like one time, but it shows up in my dreams more often. It must have made a huge impression with you. I guess. Or Or when you visited, it was like a pivotal time in your life. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, but it, it definitely shows up. And like in my dream, it's more grandiose than it was in reality. Like in my dream, it's this long, like, Guggenheim spiral drive into the crater. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see here. Oh, there's another one from you. Oh, God. Okay, do it. <laughs> For some reason, I had my sister do my taxes. She came back and said I owed $500,000. I was like, I don't think so. But my parents were all like, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's just one of those uh, IRS anxiety dreams, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and you've had, not any fault of your own, you've had some issues with uh, True. a few withholdings yeah. from various employers. All right. This is from you. I dreamt FMU had a group of Asian science students who had made significant scientific breakthroughs. They discovered how to use algae to greatly increase vegetable growth and output. Then they discovered how to grow plants on a brick. Obviously a dream because Francis Mary would not have those students. Man, I've got a bunch more from you. I think I was on a roll. Around this time I was doing a, a little bit of jogging. And I think when I exercise more, my okay. dreams become even more vivid. It's like it shakes up the brain juice. I don't know. Yeah, Something about uh, thinking clearly and exercise. All right, so hashtag DJ from Sean. I was at a local bar when they opened in the morning to get a beer. One of my friends from college showed up. This guy isn't a morning person. I asked why he was up so early. He said he'd been out all night and needed my help rubbing the stamp on his hand off from the club the night before. (laughs) I knew where the bar kept their bar rags and wet one down. And Scatman Carruthers was there asking me what I was doing. <laughs> Scatman Carruthers, of course, the uh, guy from The Shining. Uh-huh. You better make it shine, boy. <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Uh, you got any more from me? Uh, uh, did you go quiet? Wow. Uh, here we go. This is one from you. In real life, I saw a video of a truck with full end-to-end roll bars do a mm-hmm. front flip. So in my dream... I decided to try it with a regular SUV. <laughs> Did not go as well. No. And it was <laughs> fucked up, too, because in my dream, I knew that I had done it on purpose. But in the aftermath, I was like, I don't know what happened. 
right, pick a good one. All right. Dreamt the dogs dug a hole in the back corner of the yard. There was snow on the ground, and a group of animals were gathered around staring at the corner. Owl, squirrel, bear, others. I went to the corner to investigate and fill the hole. My neighbor had a freshly killed deer awkwardly positioned on a platform just out of reach. <laughs> I tried to get the dogs inside so they wouldn't chase the other animals and ended up letting the bear in instead. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. It was an obscene amount of snow for South Carolina. The, the, the deer was positioned in such a way that his legs were like broken up. Splayed. To cr- no, no, it was like he was creating almost like a box shape. Okay, weird. And, and the deer was upright. Uh, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. But uh, the bear getting in the house, that was the end of the dream. And yeah, not a good scene for me at all. Well, that's all I've got from you. Yeah. I think the the roll bars one was the last one I sent you too. Yeah, I like that one though. I could totally see you doing that. So in real life, I was watching, I was looking at Reddit or whatever, and I clicked on this thing and it was a truck that literally had... Uh, like rainbow style roll bars from the front grill to the back bumper um, parallel with the vehicle. Okay. And they got at the top of a hill and they started going down the hill and then they hit the brakes. And, and when they, they hit the brakes, over. the forward, forward momentum made them roll over and they rolled the entire way and landed back on their tires. I bet that's fun as hell. It sounds fun. Totally. But you have to have those roll bars. <laughs> those are very important. <laughs> What SUV were you driving? Oh, it was a red Jeep Cherokee, which I've never owned. What year? Uh, I would say probably a 98. Oh, boxy, but good. Very boxy. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right, so those were our dreams. Uh, Damn. Yep. I've had more, but I can't talk about them here. Yeah, there's definitely ones that I can't talk about. Um, And do you ever, like wake up after a dream and be like, why the fuck did your brain think that stuff? Oh yeah, totally. All the time. It's, I almost feel guilty sometimes about like the, the shit that my brain does when I'm not in charge. Sometimes I have dreams that were so outlandish. Like my brain feels like scrambled eggs when I come out of it Mm -hmm. and I try to kind of piece them together, but the parts just start fading away. Yeah. And if you can't make sense of it, you just have to let it go. And that's kind of the thing is that if you don't think about it right away and like, remember it and i think that this was a very good exercise in recording it while we were remembering it um it does just kind of dissipate into the ether oh yeah um and i think that the people who say that they don't remember their dreams that just happens more rapidly like as soon as they wake up it's gone i agree i think that uh the less you think about it probably the better (laughs) um they say that Einstein used to, and it, this could have gotten convoluted over time, but he used to fall asleep in a chair with something heavy in his hand. Mm-hmm. And as he would fall asleep, that thing would fall to the floor, waking him up, and he would jot down whatever he was dreaming. Uh, that could totally be an urban legend. I've or heard the same Isaac story. Newton. It was uh, an apple somebody in his does hand. It, uh... Dreamy. Dreamy, yeah, baby. Dream a little dream of me. Oh, God, we could talk about songs about dreams. Oh, speaking of, plug. 
I got a plug. Go for it. I'm plugging the playlist that I used at Trivia this past week in honor of this episode. It's movies about dreams and nightmares. Or sorry, songs about dreams and nightmares. And you can find it. It's a public playlist under the uh, YouTube account Travisito. Nope. Trontastic. <laughs> Um, have you seen any good movies lately? Well, obviously, the one that we're both still thinking about yeah, God. is called Talk to Me. Jesus, man. And A24 won a bidding war over the distribution rights to this movie against Universal. Wow. Uh, and they got a good one here because it is, by all accounts, myself included, the best horror movie of 2023. I loved it. I thought it was so cool. And and I don't want to uh, overhype it in terms of it being like a completely original concept. No, there's definitely old tropes. Like it, it's a monkey paw situation. It totally. That, I said the same thing yes. as I was watching it. There's that. And then uh, what was that Sam Raimi movie? Um, drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. I thought there's some parts of that that were there. Uh, but yeah, grisly, uh, some, some, some very visceral violence. One of my favorite parts was the visual aesthetic of the people while they were in the state. So yeah, looking normal and then looking like completely contorted mm-hmm. and uh, writhing, uh, just like you're possessed, like you're possessed. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. Uh, check it out. That's one's that one's good. I, I saw a good one last night. I told i texted you as you were watching dreamscape uh it's theater camp theater camp now i want to watch this it's uh it's a lot of fun uh, if you've had any association or known people who are in theater uh any drama nerds out drama there? nerds there's a lot of poking fun but there's also a celebration of that culture as uh-huh. well in the movie uh it has uh tatro um he's the uh, youtube kid who parlayed into a uh, miniseries on YouTube a few years ago. I think it's Jimmy Tatro. I have no idea who this is. Um, he's in it. He's quite good. Uh, 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 got a cool name, though. The girl from uh, uh, the, the Shiva movie. Oh, yeah. She's in it, as is... Uh, oh, I like her. Ben, ben Platt, I think is his of name. Of course he is. Ben Platt from yeah. the... Um, uh, um, um, the singing movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Glee the movie. Glee the movie. Uh, he was in a lot of those. And the it's good. I thought it was a lot of fun. I laughed hysterically out loud at some of the fucking shit that they were What's saying. What's our rating doing. here? Um, In terms of the MPAA. MPAA? Yeah. I, at least PG-13, I would probably say possibly R. Okay. I don't think so. It would be R. Maybe PG-13. It's yeah, there's a lot of swearing. Little raunchiness? A lot of swearing. Okay. I can get down with that. Do you think Michelle would like it? I don't know. Hmm. I, Michelle's a hard read. That's true. Were you ever in a play as a kid? I was in plays as a kid. I was a play I was in plays in high school and then I started doing backstage work off and on in college. Like I would do tour management. Gotcha. Um, pick up heavy things and drive them places. I was Oliver in our elementary school production of Oliver Twist. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
there are some very talented young people in this movie too. Okay, that's worth watching. It's like really funny to Shiva uh, baby. Hey, it's fun to see some of these children. It, it takes place at a theater camp, I guess I should say. I set the premise, and um, that's the, also the title of the movie. Uh, yeah, obviously, <laughs> uh, but you have a lot of uh, of children in the cast. Okay, and there uh, there are some very very good performers in there that. I think there were, there were ones I was like, that kid's going to be somebody, you know, just yeah. clearly going to be a rising star kind of child. It's kind of like when uh, uh, Tremblay, when we first saw him and some stuff, we're like, that Jacob Tremblay. Yeah. yeah. Um, room. He was in Room, right? He was the little boy in Room with uh, Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. All right. So. Any other movies you need to check in? Um, nothing that anybody cares about. I've been watching a lot of British film noirs from me, the 50s. Let me see if I got one more. And for some reason, I don't have Letterboxd on my phone. Like, oh, okay. I got one. It's called Jewels. And it's a kind of an E.T. scenario. Mm. Uh, it stars Ben Kingsley and Jane Curtin. And Ben Kingsley is the the older gentleman who is uh, retired and lives alone and is possibly on the border of dementia, oh. but he still goes to the town council meetings every week and voices his concerns. And then one day an alien spacecraft crash lands in his backyard, ruining his azaleas. Oh, wow. And he is very open about it. He tells them at the town council meeting, he's like a, UFO crashed in my backyard. My azaleas are all messed up. Uh, and nobody believes him because he's old and they think he's a crackpot. And it turns out there's a living... <laughs> what? Just, uh, there's a living I'm, I'm, I'm buying into this. alien in the craft that is needs his help. And so just being a good dude, he takes this alien in. Now they... They call the alien Jules, and they refer to him as he throughout the picture, but the alien is played by a woman. Okay. Um, but it's also a very androgynous, okay. you know, gray, uh, Pleiadian-style alien. I liked it. Okay. And I thought it was cool that Jane Curtin is, like, sticking with her alien comedy roots. Oh yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, after Third Rock. And Coneheads. Oh, that's true. Yeah, totally. Um I saw a good one uh, at the recommendation of Red Letter Media. It was uh, it's called The Passenger. Uh Kyle Gallner is uh in it and I told you about this I think last weekend. It plays a lot like a Fight Club kind of thing where oh, you've yeah. got this uh very uh meek teenage boy and his friend or coworker over the top. who's over the top and very and much of you a, have to wonder if he's the fairest. Yeah, to his... yeah, yeah. Very much take life by the balls, don't take shit off of anybody kind of guy. And it's a true indie flick. Um, I recommend watching it if you like small budget films where okay. the where the actors actually drive the cars that they're in versus uh, the old trick of they actually have to drive their own cars. yeah they had to drive their own damn cars <laughs> and I told you also that it looked like it was shot in the same town that Red Rocket was shot in Red Rocket and so a lot of uh, similar backdrops and scenery and um, one that I didn't care for too much I saw uh, uh, Vacation Friends two 
Yeah. Sequels are never a good thing, and this one proves it. I marginally liked the first one. I know you were kind of, meh, take it or leave it. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed John Cena's performance yeah. in the first one. It let me see that he's got comedic bit chops. Of range. And that kind of played into his next comedy role, which was Peacemaker, which he's fantastic. Yeah. Very good. So, But this, this movie just felt like it was just tired. Gotcha. From, from the word go, it was just predictable and dumb. Well, I mean, they didn't have any writers <laughs> because of the strike. strike. So they just put it out, just winged it. Yeah. They had uh, Drew Barrymore write it. Oh yeah, because she's back in she's back at work and uh, the the getting all the, the guilds wrath. pissed, and catching the wrath. Um, all right, do you got anything else for movies? You think you're done? All right, well, I think so. Let us know what you've seen. If you've seen something cool, send it our way. We'll give it a watch. We've got October coming up. October's coming up, and we're doing an interesting take on some themes. Right? Knockoffs knockoffs we're going to be talking about the knockoffs of other iconic films and uh as we do in october we try to go hard we're going to try mm-hmm. to do every week of recording i cannot guarantee that i will be available every it's okay week. it's okay we've got the rogues gallery of people that yes. will drop in uh but i'm excited about some of these um i've can already you, can you give them uh little sneaky peek yeah we're not necessarily doing horror as we have in the past few uh years but uh we're gonna do jaws yeah and their knockoffs i've already uh i've already acquired a copy of orca for us to watch big ass shark uh there are so many of those we've uh i think we're gonna do um gremlins 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 and their little knockoffs as well as um aliens Alien is a good one. Haven't quite made up our minds about the fourth one though. The um the original Alien tiptoes this line between horror and sci-fi which yeah. hadn't really been done be- before that. Yeah. Uh and then a lot of people did it. Yep. <laughs> so uh we're going to take a look at those films uh and and their inferior inferior knockoffs mm-hmm. and see uh if any of them deserve a watch for, for, for the audience. But uh, yeah, that's coming up. We're going to get into that very, very soon. It's going to be here before we know it. Uh, Travis, thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm so glad to have you back in the shop. It's been a dream. And the weather's been fantastic. Oh, it's going to be really nice tomorrow too. Oh my God. I'm so glad this heat's broken. I hope it stays that way, but I know we probably have like three more heat waves yeah, yeah, to yeah. come through. This is a false fall. Yeah. Don't get my hopes up. Uh, all right, everybody, we love you. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Tell your friends. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. We are Cinema Chop Shop on all the social media outlets. Except for YouTube. We are, uh, we're Cinema Chop Shop Podcast. Yes. And that thing still picks up people who view it. That's awesome. I think they're robots. I, I yeah. can't imagine somebody actually watching. It's Kate that. Captcha. <laughs> Kate Captcha. <laughs> nice. Um, if you have any requests, if you want us to do a show, let us know. Send us an email, cinemachopshop at gmail.com. We're checking mm-hmm. it all the time. Please remember to watch, watch shop, retrofit. retrofit. And I'll see you in your dreams. In your dreams. <laughs> <laughs>